There, where are your kids right now? They're at school. Oh wow! What time? What? They yeah, they, like we, we we keep them there as long as we can. <laughs> Do you guys are my am, am I impeding on your like making Cots. love time? No, I'm not going to yeah. be able. Yeah, exactly. Are you? Yeah, Chris came home should... early thinking well, we were going to get some alone time, and instead I'm like, I've got an hour with Lisa. Sorry, yeah. Welcome to your mom. Your mom podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude, she's your mom. With Ashley Addison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. There is nothing like starting a podcast, looking at your podcast host who is drinking out of a your mom mug. I'm hoping that's spiked, Lisa. Coming to stores near you. Uh-huh. Your mom mug. Merch. We're going to get, I think just, I want to say at the top, we're going to get some merch. We just, I just ordered yeah. a bunch of hats, a bunch of your mom hats. I cannot wait. So just line up all of you. Yes, yeah, seriously. Take a number. Get ready. Because your mom merch on. is coming. Your mom is coming at you from every <laughs> angle. <laughs> Watch your back. <laughs> Watch your front. <laughs> Ashley Adamson, Lisa McCaffrey, back with you for another episode of Your Mom. I think we're officially on episode 11. At some point, I'll stop saying what episode we're on, but I still like, yeah. we're, as you mentioned the other day, we're still in breastfeeding phase. Like we're in the right. infancy of our podcast. Yeah. So. We're not weaning off anytime soon. No, no, we are no. not going to solids anytime soon. We're still so we're suckling the teeth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to take a moment. Well, first of all, I just want to congratulate you on the fact that you have finally figured out how to subscribe to our own podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You, Basically, you know, you're not like as I'm dumb as you look. I'm programming now. I'm like a computer Scientologist or whatever. Yeah. So I've, yeah. Millennials. Have. Walking through that with you today, I was like, oh, you're not even subscribed. That's been the issue. You have not been subscribed to our own podcast. So you're subscribed. If you haven't rated and reviewed, please. I have please not do done that, that. But I feel like it's one of those things. If you post like on the gram, I learned this from the millennials, mm -hmm. the kids. If you post on the gram, you don't like your own stuff. That's well, a yeah. huge faux pas. Yeah, like, but so that's a good question. I don't think people will know. You you can give us a five-star rating without outing yourself. Yeah, I think it's legal. We got a one star rating, by the way. We have like a bunch of five star ratings, but somebody came in and gave us one star. So you, we need we need all the all like us. But that, you know what? You can't please everyone. That's good. That's good. I would like to know why. So maybe you know, right. a valid point. We can try to improve. So, good hey. point. And as yeah. we always said in okay. college, I think the worst thing you can be. We used to call them a perfect five. Yeah, I would rather be a one or a 10. I, if you're the person who walks into the room at a party <laughs> yeah. and you just look over and you have no, it doesn't make you happy and it doesn't make you like, oh, God. I, that is to me like the perfect five is that it's just, what are you doing? Either be somebody that walks in the room and people are psyched that right. you're there or not happy, but the five. Yeah. yeah That's so bland. That's black. Yeah. So I'm, I hope we only ever get five stars or one stars, I guess right. what I'm saying. Right. We'll take it. Yeah. No, can't we'll please everyone. It. You can't no, learn that. Can't. Yep. We've trust me. I tried in high yep. school. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's a joke. I know. I've joke. heard. Trust me. I live in the same state as where you went to high school. I've heard. Joke. I have, I have talked about my dad on this podcast. Shout out to Gary Adamson. He's, yes. you know, as I've said, amazing, supportive. I can't wait for you to meet him. You'll meet him at some point. I can't wait to. But I do want to just tell a quick story. So whenever any of me or my three siblings got in trouble when we were growing up, it was not, it was not great. Like I, you didn't want Gary Adamson mad at you because he never yelled 
but he would just get really quiet and we'd have like, you knew that there was going to be like a three hour talk that you had to have. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's Ed. That's literally really. Well, I was just going to say he, he would add one of the most brilliant things that they ever did was he, he would ask us what he thought, what we thought our punishment should be. Oh, which is a really good tactic because you're trying to like, you don't want to give yourself you know, you're trying to like know that you take it seriously. So, and I think right. my younger brother one time he grounded himself for like six months because he was like five minutes late home from playing freeze tag outside one night <laughs> for six months. That's a bit, bit draconian, don't you think? Yeah. And my dad was like, "Well, if that's what you think is fair, like, okay." Did he? Did he hold him to it? No way. I don't really remember, but yeah. I think yeah, I, he might have. But the the other part of that is that he, he would always through. at the end. He would say, what did you, okay. It was always like, what did you learn? That was what he always asked. Like, what okay. did you learn? Right. So right. that is the question that we are going to answer today because we've interviewed what, like seven amazing mm-hmm. moms at this yep. point and each has been unique in their own way. And I personally have learned something from each of these conversations, but I think it was good to just like kind of take a reset pause and look back and say, okay, what are, what are some of the things Where that are we've we? taken? Where, right. Yeah. What can we is- extract from all of these moms? How can we be better? Can I tell you, my husband, Chris, who you just got to meet yeah. for the first time virtually, Hot he just AM. popped in right before we yeah. started. Yeah, he's a, so oh, he's a cute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like us, he's the best. In, maybe you'll get a little glimpse of him. I'll start posting pictures of my husband and see if we can get the that listenership. That one up. is going to be at five or what's the highest after they yeah. see your husband. Yeah. <laughs> but I asked him, I said, Chris, what do you. I, we're about to do this thing about what we've learned so far. I said, have you learned anything from the podcast? And he like <laughs> thought about it for a minute. And he's like, well, yeah. I'd say maybe the biggest thing is that I think moms are way too hard on themselves. And I was like, yeah, you are, you are right. You are spot on. I think that's true. I think moms are too hard on themselves. And And maybe dads should be a little bit harder on themselves. Yeah, I know. Should we do a happy medium of the two? I don't know. Or we we could meet you in the middle here. Yeah. Wow. But I do think that's spot on. I do. I think that's true. Wow. Okay. That's good. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I love it. Okay. I know. I know. Thank you. But uh, arm candy. I think, yes, I think the big, big picture, Lisa, and we've, we've talked about this, but the, the conversations with these like moms have just totally validated the thing that I always knew, which is moms are superheroes. I really feel that way. It's, they've also made me appreciate my own parents a ton more. And have you, after listening, do you give yourself a little bit more credit too? hopefully? Yeah. You know what you're doing. I know you're early on in it, but, no. it, but still, I hope you do because you deserve it. You're a working mom that's getting it all done. And that is so difficult. So yeah. hard. And you're doing an incredible job. I think I appreciate that. And thank you. And I will say that it's felt, you know, I've done a lot of different, amazing, meaningful things that I have felt very lucky to do in my career, but nothing when we, when we ended the interview with Martha Thomas mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and thank you to everyone who we've heard who that podcast touched them because we felt the same way. I mean, she yeah. was incredible and her story is amazing and the work that her family is doing. If you haven't listened to it, I just highly recommend go back and listen to Solomon Thomas's mom's interview. Their story is amazing. But I sat at my desk and I just sort of like looked off into space for like 10 minutes and I just felt this feeling of like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like this mm-hmm. is really special. And I don't know, you know, there's so many different decision points that you make about how you're going to decide to do certain things or chase certain ideas. And I just, I'll talk about it more at the end, but I just want to say, I am so grateful that, that we are doing this and it's, 
Yeah. I think it's, it's resonating with a lot of people and that's, I do too. I've gotten, yeah, some amazing feedback. Some just, and some of my close friends have, you know, come in and just said, wow, this is, and I'm at a different stage in life than you are. Obviously my kids are older, but it's, you're never not a mom, right? Never in every single stage of the game. And, and you constantly worry and it's the same, the same pressures you have, but in a older, different way. And um, yeah. you're just, you just, it, I think it resonates with everyone who's ever, ever had a kid it's, or, you know, adopted a kid, whatever you just, you, you can't, you can't explain the unconditional love. That was the thing I took away from all of the yeah. interviews so far. Every single one of them had hundred percent support, hundred percent unconditional love mm-hmm. for all of their kids. Everyone, you know, the ones we talk about obviously are the really successful ones, but also the ones that are, you know, have, have having a harder time in life, having a hard time navigating life. And they are, the parents are just there and it's inspirational. It's, it's pretty amazing. I couldn't agree more. And I think the, I, you know, Marsha Leaf obviously immediately comes to mind what she went through watching Ryan being in jail for three years, getting torn apart publicly by the media. And there was obviously a lot of pain there, but something she said, I like wrote it down. She just said, you know, I, I stood shoulder to shoulder with him through all of it. Like I was, I was there. And the thing that she said that I thought was just such a good line. She said, it's, it's not what we go through. It's how we get through it that matters. Yeah. That's the thing. One thing that resonated with me, I'll never forget the story of when he was released from prison, the local newspaper was writing an article that wasn't good. It was scathing. It wasn't nice. And she marched into that newspaper um, offices and she said, this is not helpful. You're not doing, you know, he's a hometown boy. He's a local boy. I would think you'd want to build him up rather than punch him down at this stage of the game. And you know, if you could do that. And she, I think she had it, the article yeah. was, never, was never published. And that's, if that doesn't describe a mom yes. defending her son, I don't know what is. And it's, that was, that was pretty cool that she did that. I love that. I, I agree. It's, and the mama bear instinct, mm-hmm. right. That we yeah. all feel, totally, it's just, yeah. you can't, you can't explain it. Like you would literally do anything. And it for never me. goes away, Ashley. No yeah, matter how old I'm they are. Sure. I, I wish, you know, you think it will. And you know, it subsides a little, like I, 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 well, when I first got on Twitter, I was like, we're so defensive. Now I let that go. Yeah. But still now you, I just started sending you all the tweets that are like, yeah. you know, <laughs> this make you mad. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about this? <laughs> but I will say the speculation that comes with having, you know, and again, another thing that Marcia said is just every mom who has a child that is famous, it is in her heart for the rest of her life. Like she carries it with her. And I remember she said that to me and I thought that is so point and powerful because no matter what your kid is going through this, but they're in the public eye. Like it's one thing, everybody fails, right? Everybody has things in life. And you're failing it with a huge audience in front of you, judging you, critiquing you. Like You know, I feel like saying, hey, I'm not walking into, you know, your son and his accounting firm critiquing, you know, hey, you didn't have that right or whatnot. No, this is on yeah. a big stage and it's it's hard and you have to have some thick skin. And there are times I don't, I'll be honest. And there are times I'm good, but there are other times yeah. that you catch me in a vulnerable moment. It, it's it's hard. And, you know, I've cried many a times over things that have been said and I'm sure everybody has. So, you know, and, 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 that- and you know, I think it, it obviously comes with the territory, right? Like you, you're so proud and excited that you've got you know, that you raised kids that are competing, like you just Christian, for example, at the highest level, right? Like he's 0.01% of any football player that ever wants to get, he's, he's at that level. And with it just comes all of that. But what you wished people, and that's what I love about this podcast. What I wish people kind of understood more is like, yeah. And I think it was again, again, Marsha, maybe you're Marilyn that said this Marilyn Plummer of fans don't realize like that there are families in the stands. Like everybody wants this so badly Right. And they put so much into it and you 
again, it's your right. You buy a ticket, you can go yell and say whatever you want. But yeah, or or dismiss it with a callous comment that's yeah. you know that's hurtful, and you don't realize it. And yeah, you, like they said, there's a family behind it listening, and you mm-hmm. know, and you, they're a human being. All these people competing and participating at these levels are are human beings at heart, and they're just some of the times some of them are just gifted with this incredible ability. And they're making the most of it and good for them for trying. Yes. No, good for them for trying. The man in the arena. The The man, man exactly. I've read that many a time and I love that poem. Yeah. It's one of the best quotes of all time. So good. Yeah. What's been the thing when you like, and I'm sure there's been a bunch of stuff, but has there been something that stands out to you? Like what, what gets under your skin the most when it comes to people saying stuff about Christian? Is it, I remember one time you said like, people are always asking how he's doing. And how, right. you know, how, but it's like, cause they want to know cause of his fantasy for their fantasy. Yeah. Team. And that the fantasy thing is a little annoying. I, I laugh it off more than he, he used to be more annoyed with it now. Cause he's like, this is your fantasy, but this is my real life. This is yeah. like what I put my heart and soul into every single day. And I try so hard. So, um, no, I'm kind of over that. I, I just laugh it off. Yeah. Now. I have to be honest. No. So I should lie. I play him this weekend or should I? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not getting any insight yeah. information, Good. but. If I was a gambler, um, I would. <laughs> now, what's the spread? I'm kidding. Um, no, I just, you know, I mean, I, I think of that with Christian, but then I look at the McBrides, what they went through. I mean, they had some awful things like thrown at them about their oh. kids too. And you're just like, you know what? It, it made me realize, you know what? We're all going to be okay. You know, you just love your kid no matter what. And you have to just filter that out. And uh, Christian, this off season worked out with Laird Hamilton. He used to go to his house and would do a lot of pool workouts you know, non-weight bearing stuff or for whatever and worked and on probably his probably great lung capacity and exactly, all those, exactly. yeah. And oh my gosh, the guy's just a stud and his wife is just at drop dead gorgeous. And she actually has a great podcast as well. But anyway, they just they're just amazing people and they've helped him so much. But I remember Christian told me a story that Gabriella's wife came in and said, Hey, you know, Laird, there's something on Twitter blowing up that you said, or I don't even honestly, I don't even know the story and I don't care. But it was something bad that was blowing up about him. And he's like, Hey, are, are they, are they at the front of the house or are these people at my gate? Are they trying to get in? Like, and she's like, no. And she's like, Oh, I don't really care. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was like Christian told me that. And he's like, okay. Cause I think I might've said something. Hey, did you see what they said about you? And he's like, Hey mom, relax. Like, are they here? Are they, you know, are they yeah. like, like, don't worry about it. It's we, they don't. Right. No. And it's easier. It's easier to, I think that comes with experience. And yeah, it does. Being, it and, does. Cause like know. I said, at first it was, Oh my gosh, I would have been bawling on the floor of my back on my right. closet. Different than when, and not that anyone ever critiqued Ed, especially when he was a Bronco. I feel like everybody oh, just gosh. loved that man. But was was it? Do you feel different about you know your kids being in the spotlight than when Ed played? Well, Ed got um, criticism when he well he got drafted by the Giants, and you know the New York media is brutal, can yes. be brutal. So no, and he gosh, he had some great years there, but yeah, he got cut abruptly. You wanted me to tell you what they said? Yes, they said, "quote." I don't want another white boy that can't run after the catch. You're cut. Basically, you're no good. That's exactly what the coach told him. So that was fun. Um, Anyway, and then when he got cut, there was a brutal article about um, something saying along the lines like, I think Ironside has better moves than Ed McCaffrey or something. (laughs) And meanwhile, he was the leading receiver the year before. I was like, oh, and I just had Max, our first baby. And I was just like flooding with hormones and right that was a that was a tearjerker you know oh. first horrible criticism you just feel terrible and and it was also an insecure time because we didn't know where he was going to go right and it was a it was that was a very difficult time so i probably overreacted but i mean i didn't do anything 
there was no Twitter back then. Or Yeah. And I guess that's actually probably the biggest difference between yeah. now in the age of when your kids kind of came up and, right. then, and when Ed was there is that there no, were- it was just, it was just in print. It was the, uh, yeah. you know, media. but we got over it. It's good. It's good. Right. He showed him. And the guy that said that later on said that one of the biggest mistakes he's ever made was cutting Ed McCaffrey. So that was redeeming. And then they went on and killed him in a Super Bowl. But that's a whole other story. We don't want to talk about that. We'll do that in another podcast. Yeah, just drink Mm. that drink. Uh Uh-huh, sister. Whatever. I don't know. That was very redeeming, though, I'll be honest, because not everybody gets that, like, redemption. So that actually did feel kind of good. So Yeah. No, it is good. And, you, I mean, we talked about this, too, but just him not going as high in the draft as I think a lot of people anticipated and knowing exactly every receiver taken Ahead Before of him. Oh, him. He knew every single one of uh-huh. them. Yeah. And, and I think there was two that made it a couple years, but other than that, no, but no one else. I know a lot of like, you know, I think it was, is it Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? They know as well. Yeah. Who the quarterbacks were p- taken before them, but yeah. Well, okay. So not to sidetrack too much, but I guess the back to the point of like, what have we learned? Is there, are there other things? Cause I've got a few others that stand out, but just, are there one or two gold nuggets as you look back at, at who we've been able to, to chat with that you've kind of taken like, Oh, that. I, I go back to the unconditional love. I just feel yeah. like every one of these women, women that we have interviewed have just complete, utter, unconditional love for their families. And that's the, that is the main link that I've said. I'm still, jury's out on, on, I'm still trying to analyze, this is why I love doing this, is, is it more nature or more nurture? And I don't know yet. I don't know. But I will say the one common thread so far is that every single one of these women have supported their kids in what their passion is, all of them. So they're backing them. They help them. They don't, you know, discredit them or make fun of them. They're, they're excited that they have a passion and they support them. And I appreciate that. So the unconditional love, but um, jury's still out on nature versus nurture. I'm trying to figure that out. And you know, going back to um, Denise, well, we haven't um, dropped. Well, we should, we should tease this though. Cause that's yeah. what I was, that's exactly what okay. I was going to say. So we've got Denise Rapino, Megan Rapino's mom. Yes. Yeah. The Megan Rapino. Her mom is joining us next week, which we just did that interview and I cannot wait for yeah. all of you to listen to it. It is just, if you, you know, don't, do not miss that interview. She was amazing. But that to me, her story is at the heart of the nature versus nurture thing. Right. I right. think she's a twin. At- Megan, Megan is a twin, which we right. didn't know her, her sister's name is Rachel. So we, yes. we go, we touch on that a little bit. So that's. But her older brother, yeah. Brian, and that right. his story has been documented. And we get into it, but her older brother, Megan Rapinoe's older brother, Brian, had a very different path. It was pretty much the, I, I would say, like the exact opposite of the way that Megan went. And when you look at the hardships and, you know, there's drug addiction and incarceration for a very long time. And Brian, the, the son I'm referring to, is now living with his mom and his mm-hmm. dad. And, and there's a lot of- son is also living his son, with him yeah. too. And- Denise, her mom is raising their son or he's 21 now. So yeah, but she did raise him, did raise him. Yeah. And, and so there's, you know, and we talked, we talk about her, we talk about this with her of just the dichotomy of having two kids who took, I mean, she had multiple kids, but just that you could have one that was on, on one end of the spectrum, the other that, and I said, well, what does that mean? She goes, well, it keeps you humble. Yeah. It keeps you humble because I do, it was a great response. And I do think that that, and we, we go into it more. So just, I won't give the whole interview, but she was remarkable. And I think is at the heart of one of the biggest things that I have taken away is that you just, you have to let go of that. You think that you can control all of these things and the harder that you try to control them, the, the less, the more you want for your kids, like they have to want it themselves and like you said, you just go support them and whatever their passion is, 
you go, you help them find it. And then you just like support them and cheer them on because you can't, you can't want it for them. And I think that's something that I, and it's also, I would say too, there was one moment in particular, and I even texted, I think it was Marsha Leaf after her interview. She said to us like, those moments that you have with your kids when they're small, they are so fleeting. And everyone tells you that and you know, yeah, "Yeah, the days are long and the years are short, blah, blah, blah. But she said, the reality is that like there are those precious moments and just don't miss any of them. Like when your kid asks you to go play trains, go play trains. Like the dishes can wait, the lunches can wait, be present. And that night after we did that interview with Marsha, I picked up my kids from school, came home and Collins, my son was just begging me to go play with him. And I, you know, was sort of dismissing it. Like, let me get dinner started and let me do this and let me unpack your lunches and let me make sure. And finally I was like, dude, you just had somebody just right. today ding, tell ding, you, ding, yeah. uh-huh. And like a light went off and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for all this and let's go downstairs and play trains. And I sent Marsha a picture win? and I just Here, said like, Hey, thank you. Yeah. I'm so, well, he's so bossy though. That's the thing. He like has all these rules about trains. I'm like, my train's better than your train and my train can go over here. But anyway, not the point either way. I was just down in our basement playing with him for trains for like 30 minutes. And it was, Aww. I just felt that was one of those moments that I'm like, this matters. And yeah, right, I texted right. her and I just said, thank you. Like I've tried to, it's know, easy to not, you, you miss those moments more often than you'd like to admit. Right. But, but you just said, okay, he was bossy. Like you may have taught him a lesson while you were playing those 30 minutes. Yeah. You, know, you very well could have, I don't know, maybe you're completely out of it and on your phone half the time, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just like taking yeah. out like for my Insta story. Right. Like, you're doing like, look, like how good I, look at what a good mom I am. Like I'm the best mom ever. So, no, um, uh, you know what? I know my other, like I was thinking about my favorite, even like behind the scene moments of this podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Plummer. This is all yeah. time. So Marilyn so Plummer. Good. I know what you're going to say. Jake Plummer's mom. So we got connected because I've worked with Jake. And so we were talking and Marilyn's just the best again. Go, go listen. This is mostly like a pub to go back and listen if you missed any of these interviews. But we were texting before the interview and she said, hey, I just want to let you know, I listened to one of your episodes and oh my gosh, like Lisa is so funny. And I, I just, it's hilarious because I remember her from when Jake and Ed played together and I have this image <laughs> of a serene, classy, dignified lady. And I think I screenshotted that and sent it to you. Yeah, I'm you like, did. You're like, wait, who? I'm like, wait, who are what? You? Yeah, I feel like I don't even this know you. And I'm dying laughing. I'm like, what? So come to find out, we log on, you know, t- to do the interview and she's looking at both of us and she's like, okay, the blonde one, like you're Lisa, like looking at me, she's like, you're Lisa. I said, no, I'm Ashley. And she goes, no, no, no. Oh, oh my gosh, I thought Lisa was someone else this whole time. And it turns out she was thinking about John Lynch's wife. Linda Lynch, who's just like sheer class and beautiful. Who is serene, yeah. classy, and literally is everything she thought I was that I'm not. I was I was laughing so hard. Yeah, sorry. And then she felt so bad. She was like, oh, well, now some of Lisa's comments about getting knocked up makes sense. You know? <laughs> yeah, Linda Lynch isn't saying that. I don't think <laughs> she's just classy. You're classy oh, in your, oh, right. in your yeah. own yeah. In way. My own. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Never. I don't think I've ever been accused of being classy, but whatever. yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good thing. I think oh. as, as Olivia Culpo told us the other day, which mm-hmm. this is like my new favorite. This is your new and, mantra. This, this is, is my new mantra. mantra. Yep. Life is too boring to worry about what other people think. Amen. No, life is too short. What is it? Hold on. Life is too short. Yeah. Wait, what? Life is too boring to be short. I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I'm going to get a t-shirt made that says life is too boring to be short. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my Did God. you read that book, A Mockingbird to Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the quote actually was life is too short to be boring and care about what other people think, which is one rating. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. We're not boring. We might be dumb, but we're not boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, I also have to say the fact that we've, my other thing that I've loved about this and we've mentioned it before, but just that I feel like we've actually become friends with these moms. Like I still, uh, every one of them. We text yeah. them Oh, it's so fun. Oh, and, and Jen invited us to Drag, drag queen bingo, bingo tonight. tonight. Yes. Drag queen bingo. Oh my gosh. If in I market, I'm a little upset that you can't go. I, do you know how upset I am? I'm like, yeah. I would, I, I'm going to it the next time they offered, I'm dropping everything. I couldn't tonight. I have prior engagement, but from next drag queen bingo offer, I'm there. And you, I, I mean, it it's, that's an offer of a lifetime to go 100%. with Kate and Jen McBride to bag drag queen bingo. Not yeah. easy to say. Yeah, say that three times. Oh, but I told them I told them to send some pictures. So hopefully yeah. we'll get we'll some feel like good we were there. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last thing I want to say to oh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna give you a teeny tiny bit of advice. I've been listening to people talk about parenting and whatnot. And yeah. one thing that struck is which I kind of wish somebody had told me early on, but I think having four sort of took care of this. But one thing, don't do anything for your kids that they can't do for themselves. Because you want to slowly teach them independence and you want to slowly let go. I mean, that sounds dramatic now because you're no. just so young and little. But if you want well-adjusted kids, you have to just slowly, you know, you, you like as long as it takes them to get dressed or whatever, it's going to be double time compared to you just doing it. But you have to let them do it. You have to make them feel good about themselves and maintain some sort of independence. So no one This is like that. divine intervention that you're telling me this today because I will tell you this morning, and I almost was gonna send you a video because I, I struggle with this. So Cora, my three-year-old, of course. She's smart as hell, independent, like all these, but just because we enable it of like, I'm gonna get you dressed and put your shoes on because it's gonna take you an hour, right? Uh, you know, to do it by yourself. But today I was like, you're putting your shoes on. Like you just, I'm going to sit here as long as it takes for you to put your shoes on. Right. And she finally looked at me and she said, mama, you're not doing that thing that I asked you to do. And I'm like, what did you, did you, you I'm not putting your shoes on this. That's what you're asking me. I'm not doing it. She said, no, to pray for me. And I said, pray for you. I said, okay, I'll pray for you. Like, and I'm thinking in my head, like, and so then I start, I go in the name of the father. Son, and yeah. she goes, no, no, no. <laughs> She goes, that thing you do where you say my name and what we have done previously to like get her to put her pajamas on and to get dressed by herself is that we like chant her name. We're like, Cora, Cora. Oh my God. She really, you know, like, feeds off the energy of an audience. I so I, I was like, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I can, I can fangirl you if that's what you need to put your shoes on. So it, there's a lot of energy, but she put her shoes on and then Good. felt so Good. proud yeah. of herself. That's what you're supposed to start yeah, doing. But yeah. I think yeah. mostly I should probably just pray for her is what I <laughs> that's what she, I was like. That's what you need more than anything else. It sounds like Cora's got it going on and is oh, doing really well. She is her doing mom trying to things. enable her. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing some <laughs> no, things. That, yeah. That's one thing that I wish someone had told me, especially with Max. We totally, you know, I tried to do everything for him because he was yeah. the first one, but then Christian came along and I couldn't. So, well, and I actually jealous. read, I really appreciate you saying that. Cause I I've, there was a book that I read where there was, and this was even talking about older kids is that like, you should always evaluate like every month or two months. Cause we think that our kids are in the same, you know, phase that they've been forever. in for forever. Right? Right, right. But they said the thing is, especially as they get to like 
adolescent, you know, seven, eight, nine, adolescents, teenagers. Like 28. Yeah. Every, every month or two months, give, letting them do something that they haven't done before. Like having them do something that is independent that they haven't done before. So whether yeah. that's Go on a bike ride around the neighborhood right. without you, whether that's going over to a friend's house across the street, like whatever. Cleaning up leaves in the front yard, doing dishes, whatever. Yes. Little, whatever chores, that step is. Chore, yeah. Cho- yeah. And, cho- and we are big on chores. You are big. Okay. Yeah. And Collins is a chore master. I think Cora, we've had a chore chart for like three months and I think Cora has like two stars. Nope. So not as much into the stars. <laughs> she, you need to, that's because you're not cheering her on. I know. I'm she, like, to, yeah, yeah cool. she's going to put that silverware away. <laughs> When I, I but I gotta be there and I gotta be cheering around. No, yeah. I, you and Chris have to sit there and just cheer her on. Let's oh go. Oh God. But yeah, I do. I think that it is the independence because that's what you want. You want right. to prepare them to leave your house. That right. is the goal. Yes. Which I don't want to, you know, you, it's sad to think about when they leave, but you're right. like, no, I my job is to get you ready to not need me. Right. And that's, you know, what was the thing like what was your in terms of like making lunches and doing their own laundry? Did you how did you navigate? <laughs> laundry was a nightmare that I can't imagine that was, that was still tough. They, I mean, they still to this day complain, Oh, my, they're my socks. Or I, and I didn't, I had to let it go. That was the one thing I, not that I didn't do it. I did the laundry, but I wasn't neurotic. Like these are his socks. I didn't have them all labeled. And this, I'm like, I just kind of like did it as fast as I could and threw it where I, where I could. Yeah. And they were always fighting over, wait, that's mine. That's, I'm not fighting like crazy, like right. the Coplo sisters have fought in the past, which is pretty funny. Cause I used to think they did, they, they fought, but I'm like now hearing them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, girls they, and boys fight differently awesome. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the best is now, you know, who gets mad is freaking Ed because Dylan and they all steal his clothes. Anytime oh. he buys anything nice, they think it's fair game, which isn't very often mind you, but every now and then you know, or I'll buy him something or actually my one crazy friend, she always gets him like a super nice shirt and it disappears within a month. And the next thing I see, see Max wearing it looking like, you know, I'll swab. I'm like, wait, it's a compliment. It's, a com- <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that's well, a it would be if he was buying his own clothes, but yeah, anyway, true, yeah. true. So no, yeah, you and Stacey. Yeah. no, laundry was um, a fiasco. That's for sure. So I wasn't neurotic about that, but um, wait, would you ask me again? I don't even remember. Oh, just yeah. in terms yeah. of doing your own laundry and yeah. making lunches. And cause I like, and I'm, I did not make lunches. That was the one okay. meal I let go, but I would wake up and like, and I'd make the most amazing breakfast. They, all their friends laugh oh. about it to this day. I, we would do steak a lot of times oh for breakfast. God. I know that sounds silly, but there was two, two meals that I could make sure that they yeah. had something hearty and good for them was breakfast and dinner. So I would go for lack of a better term, I'd go balls out on breakfast and dinner. <laughs> It was, and I had to learn to cook too. I, I was a, I was a horrible cook. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was such a bad cook. I didn't even know how to cook. So no, well you, are you, you learned and you're amazing now. And I've told the story before, but when I stayed over at your place in the summer, when we recorded some of our early episodes, I remember waking up and just like smelling the, you know, the <laughs> eggs and the coffee. And there was like, it was just this warmth that I'm like, boy, I have not woken up to that maybe ever. I don't know. I don't want to say that. Like my mom did nice. a great job with her scrambled eggs, I will say, but Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, your scrambled eggs scrambled were egg. another level. And it is, but I do think that that's, and even when I showed up, I remember when I walked in from the flight, like you had this spread out on your kitchen counter that I was like the fed. most I don't want you beautiful. Be, I, yeah, I, don't I know. Want you were like, eat some carbs. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like fruit and cheese that. and bread that you had gotten from this store. And I just, it, it's a love language. I, I really oh, think that like cooking I, yeah, for I people is a love language and I, I feel it. I love now if people like I had a friend stay this last week and here she's actually from California and I wasn't here and I just, I baked her like a um, pumpkin bread, like her and her daughter were staying there in a lacrosse tournament. I'm like, yeah. I baked them food. I made sure they had drinks. I don't know. It's just like, 
I, I wish I was here with, when they were here. And I love doing that. I have to say, I've learned to love it. Like I didn't at first, cause I, that was kind of foreign to yeah. me. I never did it. And it's then, a way of caring for people though. Yeah. I think I really believe that. I think yeah. it is. I it love, is. and you're, you're excellent at it. And I, well, it sounds no. like you told me that Olivia's mom, Susan, who we're going to have on the podcast yes. soon, that she is an incredible. Oh my chef. gosh. Yes. Oh, we were, it was the day after the game this past weekend. And I woke up in my workout outfit, just ready to go. And I walk and I walked upstairs and I'm like, it smells like Christmas morning in here. She brought, she had like gotten bacon. She had brought special um, challah bread from And so this is, by the way, just to set the scene for people listening. So Susan came to Christian's game. Yes. Flew out to Charlotte, came to Christian's game. Olivia was Mm -hmm. obviously there, but brought, brought a bunch of stuff to cook, right? Ashley, you don't even know. Like that after the game, she had this pan that had been passed down from five generations that she cooks this pizza in. And she had this special dough, special cheese, special sauce, and like whipped it up in, and put these like some pepperoni and just some, you know, other like vegetables on it. It was the best pizza I've ever had in my life. And I grew up with Sir Pizza in Key Biscayne, Florida, which yeah. is one of the best pizza places ever. But this was, oh my gosh, it was so delicious. It was, oh my, I still, it's memorable. Like I want, I still, I, I actually texted um, her the next day or Olivia the next day. I go, please tell your mom um, I'm craving that pizza right now. I'm starving and I want it so bad. So oh. she better bring it. Cause I think she's coming this weekend too. So I love yeah. that. And then fast forward the next morning, she's up hour before everyone with French toast from her challah bread. Oh, so she packs all of this in, like she says, the ugliest suitcase because she's so afraid her pan and all her goods are going to get okay. stolen. Yeah. So she puts it in a really ugly suitcase and nobody steals it and comes and like opens it and has, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's, I'm like, wow. And I thought I was, you know, pretty good at like, no. Yeah, that's another level. House. It was, oh, it was the greatest uh, thing ever. She's, I, that's, and you know what? I will say too, that probably is really special for Olivia and for Christian because I think, and you, I mean, when you see your parents able to connect with the person who you love and that, you know, it's, I think that oh, yeah. matters and that's special and to see the families connecting and to see you and Susan, you know, oh, like yeah. your guys' relationship. I just, I think that's awesome. So yeah, I love she's, she's awesome. Out. I love her. I love yeah. her. Her husband too is awesome. So he, he couldn't I can't make wait it, to have them on. Yeah. So that's, that's I can't wait to hear about the reality you. show. Oh, I know. November 7th. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be yeah, good. We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. That's- Okay. Just a couple last things before we wrap up. You, okay. There was something that you said on when we went on Richard Deitch's podcast, Okay, which was, I've heard from a lot of people who found us on there. So for those of you who just started listening, thank you. And thank you to Richard for having us welcome. on. Welcome. Welcome. Um, but he asked you a question. He said, who do you hope your audience is? Who do you hope is listening to this? And you said something so poignant that he even stopped us after the interview. And he said, go clip that out and send it to sponsors. Like you, this is, that was so poignant. and. It was uh, to me, and I mean, it just, you can repeat exactly what you said, but you gave this answer about like, you wish that you had had this essentially when you were home with your boys in those early days. Yeah. When you were at the park. So like for those who didn't hear that podcast, what was, I I kind of don't remember because I was wasted then when I did that. So I have no idea. I think I blacked. I know you're you're a great drunk podcaster. I'm kidding. I was completely coherent, but, but but I'm just dumb. No, I just, no, I just was like pulling back on the time when I had all four in particular, even when I had three at the time before yeah. Luke, but I just remember being really lonely, like after having kids and, and you wouldn't think that cause you have these great kids and right. they were awesome. There's nothing with them, but we'd go to the park and they would 
you know, run around and play with each other. And then I would just be craving like some adult interaction, like yeah. to, you know, have a normal adult conversation with someone. And it was few and far between. And Ed was, you know, completely distracted with football and gone. And when he was home, he was present and great, but you know, he was gone so much. And we, we were on such an off schedule because of football too. Like he would yeah. work all weekends. That was his heavy, you know, big time. Most of the time he'd be away on the weekends and it would just be me at the park with my, you know, the single mom with all the little boys running around wreaking havoc in the park. Like, um, so actually, I this guy, I remember going to a McDonald's Playland. Well, actually, I don't remember, but somebody went up to Ed within the last couple of years and said, I will never forget watching your wife sit down with your kids. She was by herself at a McDonald's Playland with all the kids at a table and they were eating and, you know, they all were, all they wanted to do was go and play. That's all they wanted to do was go and play. And finally, like, you know, after it was enough time, they had, you know, gotten their fill. Your, your wife finally said, okay, go. And she just stuck her hands up and they all just ran and just, oh my gosh, ball fights, like slide. Somebody got stuck in a slide at one point. <laughs> I remember being pregnant with Luke and I think it was Dylan was stuck in the slide. I had to <laughs> crawl up hugely pregnant, bar barely able to fit in the, in the tube, like crawling. I'm trying to get, and there was a man that remembers it. And I, uh, I'm so thankful that someone was there to witness it yes. and give me a little bit of props. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Those were some trying times. Oh and I just, God. I just remember being very lonely. I'll be honest. And you know, I mean, it sounds like, Oh, woe is me. No, I'm but fine, I think but, that is so, it, I don't, it is not what was me at all. I, that you, when you gave that answer of just like, I would be at the park and I'd be with the kids and I felt, and I would see all these other families together. Yeah. And it just, it felt lonely. And I, yeah. I don't know. So basically the, and the, the, to bring it full circle, like yeah. this podcast is, I wish I had had this podcast to listen to because you don't realize sometimes motherhood doesn't feel like it should be lonely. Cause a lot of times right. all you want to do is be alone when you're a mom, but right. the reality and, is, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel guilty. I would feel guilty feeling that way. I'm like, gosh, how do I feel? Are these great kids, yeah. and, you know, raising good kids and have a good husband. I can't feel that way, but I just remember just, Oh my gosh, pangs. And just, it was a little bit sad. I'll be honest at times as Everything. No, I think that's honest. And I just appreciate you saying that. And I will say, as I was thinking about you sitting there and I like my heart broke thinking about you at the park, like feeling <laughs> that way. But I also then realized I'm like, that's basically my husband, Chris, every weekend during the Aww. football season yeah, and basketball true. season. So I'm glad that I'm doing this podcast for Chris. I'm glad so he has Chris, this yeah, podcast to listen to. Get him back he's I love really you, honey. I'm so glad that I'm doing this for you. Thanks for raising but our Chris, children while I'm doing podcasts. Nice. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> Traveling every weekend, oh, you're the best. Yeah. But the point is, we've heard obviously from a ton of people, dads, future moms, current moms, people who don't even like kids, and I think everybody's grandma to take too. something. Yeah, right. grandmas for something. sure. Yeah, from this, and it's meant something. So, okay, last thing at the at the end here before we say goodbye, I'm going to get mushy on you for one second. So we've launched almost exactly two months ago, which it feels Gosh. in some ways like it's been a lot longer than that. Like, yeah. in a good way, I think. Right. Right. Um, and as evidenced by, you know, like everything that we just talked about, it's been really meaningful and it's been a gift to meet these moms and learn from them, especially at the point in parenthood, like you said, that I'm in. Um, but Lisa, I just have to give you a shout out because oh, I really feel like your friendship and getting to know you and I probably text you like 30 times a day, <laughs> but that has been one of the biggest gifts of this whole thing. And I just think back to last summer when I had the balls to actually call you. Um, and to love do this. It. And it took me a while to work those balls up. I love your balls. I know you do. And I love your <laughs> balls too. I'm just so glad that you said yes to an idea that I had been thinking about for like six years and you said it so emphatically and you've been just so on board and it's meant the world. And so all I will say is for our listeners, 
my message to you, if you are listening to this and it's amazing that you're still listening to this podcast, however many minutes <laughs> in we are, if you have an idea that you're thinking about, like whether it's something big or small, something you wanted to try, if you want to write a book, start a podcast, go on a trip with somebody you love, whatever that thing is, go do it. Like this do is it. the sign from call your mom first and then call your it. mom <laughs> and then go do it. Yep. Like this is the sign that you've been waiting for. You are listening to this yep. podcast and we this are is telling your little you, mini epiphany. Boom. Stop thinking about it and just go do it. And just, just do start it. somewhere like, because yeah. this has been a gift. And it all started with me being yeah. like, today's the day I'm going to call her. Okay. Tomorrow's yeah. the day I'm going to call her. Like, and no. Ashley, it was whatever, whatever divine intervention it, you hit me at the most perfect time. We've talked about this before. Literally, yeah. like I was feeling so down and bad, bad about myself. I'm like, I need to do something for myself. And yeah. you hit me at the perfect time. And I, I look forward to these, these conversations. I love it. I have loved every single mom we have interviewed. I've me gotten too. something out of, and I love them. Like I, like you said, we have a relationship with each of them and it's yeah. so fun. It's so wonderful. It's so beautiful. So, I'm but especially so you, and I appreciate your friendship and I love watching you go through parenting and you are killing it. I know oh. sometimes you don't think you are, but you are, <laughs> and it's you. funny. It's messy, like you said, which is a spot on. It can be lonely, mm -hmm. as Chris knows, not you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's not lonely for me. <laughs> Chris, it's only for Chris. But no, yeah. you are killing it. You are doing an awesome job. And the Thank fact you. you're analyzing and thinking about yeah. it is so amazing. It shows you care and you're doing a great job. Like, well, I feel like you, know, you are you. away from your kids to do it, but you're trying to be a better person, better mom when you're yeah. with them because of this. I hope. And, ho and hopefully they'll be able to listen to these podcasts one day when they're older and be like, oh, she did care. She yeah. Did care. yeah. Maybe she uh, thought about it at least. She played trains with me. I know she was doing selfies. I know she played trains with me once because she talked about it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lisa, you're the best. Yeah, you're um, we love you're you, our better. listeners. Thank you yep. for joining us on this ride. Obviously, even if no one was listening, we'd still be doing it because it's amazing. But so fun. It's been great to to get all the feedback, and we're we're interested in that one star reviewer. Tell us what we can do better. Yep. I cannot wait for everyone to hear Megan Rapino's mom next week. Don't Denise miss that. Rapino, yep. Please subscribe now that Lisa is subscribed. You have no reason not to be subscribed either. If she <laughs> hey, can do it, I you can. Do it, anyone can. <laughs> Love you guys. Go call your mom and do that thing. Go do that thing. Yeah, whatever Start. it is in your head, do it. I love it. Oh. Peace.